Hi, and welcome to Discover Energy Work. I'm Richard Wicks. This is the part part two of the uh, Katie Larson interview. Dr. Katie kind of turns the tables on me and interviews me, which is really great fun. Um, so you're going to hear about my book, uh, Dow's DNA and my energy work. And, um, and I also keep on uh, asking Katie. So uh, my key question at the end, I think I'm really pleased that I managed to ask Katie. And I want to give you a heads up for some great interviews coming up, including a double episode of Katie, all Katie. So enjoy. Yeah, so we got uh, rudely cut off by by uh, the internet gods. It's Mercury retrograde right now, so there you go. It's Mercury <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and you know that's something that I really didn't know about. I, don't, I still don't know very much about is uh, the incredible influence that um, the planets have. I mean, I've always known it makes sense, um, but um, like the time uh, where my daughter died, that was that was exactly um, my uh, Saturn returns. Yeah, and the time the time that uh, I um, met my Dow master, it was my my first Saturn return. Yeah, it was exactly then. It was like wow. That's uh, excuse me. I have to, I for, because I switched to the hotspot and I have somebody calling me. And I can't stop it. Um, excuse me. So, um, yeah. Um, so I don't. I, I kind of like got a fairly open mind about whether we are. Um, before I'm exactly like you, I want to like tell everybody, and this is we we all need to know this. And now I'm at the point where I'm going. Um, maybe this is even in retrograde. Maybe it's not growing. It's okay. This is this is not. Uh, you know, everything has its has its kind of order, um, um, and I just have to be. You know, I have to have my own integrity to, integrity towards it. Um, and I'm sharing in a way, uh, I think I'm sharing because I want to, in the book, uh, probably similar to you, is I, I wanted to con make a contribution that's yeah. unique in a way. I, like, I, don't, I don't think I should say something which everybody has said already because um, that's like, for me, it's like reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Shall we talk about your book a little bit and how you and I have a session that's well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'd, um, um, on my, my daughter's birthday, so on Emma's birthday, I got this, like, download of information, and, and downloaded sounds like I'm, you know, on the internet, and I plugged myself in, but it, I suddenly drew something, and I knew what it meant, and I knew that it, it fitted a pattern which I, like, it's like um, a pattern which is in Taoist thought, which is, that everything essentially comes from the Tao, from the nothingness, which we can't express, or the oneness, yeah? Uh, and I'd got this pattern, and I was like, well, that explains everything. And I started writing a book and started writing, and then I started in integrating that into my energy work. And it was like, I would call it like the DNA of everything. Uh, yeah. Essentially, you know, you know, yin and yang, and the play of, of uh, duality, is you know we call this high and that low well um you know there's left and right everything is kind of a, a duality soft and hard and so on and so um 
it was like the blueprint of that transformation. And then once I did the energy work, I said, I think I'm going to have a section in my book just doing energy work for people. And I thought, wait a minute, I need people that can kind of know where, what this is, and they can give people like useful feedback. And they're also, they're not afraid to embrace the energy work. And, um, and then I, I'd done some sessions with people I knew and I came on the phone with you and I knew I'd like, I really want to do a session. I'd really like you to be in the, in the book. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then that was, it was like, when you, can you still hear me? You got frozen. Yeah. yeah. What was, what, what is like a layman's term for energy work from your perspective? Like when you say this is about energy work, what does that mean? I, I actually think layman's term, I quite like the idea of information work. Um, so I find that we, we are fascinating creatures in that we veil ourselves from information. We hide information from ourselves because if we suddenly, like I have a friend in, in India who I teach in India sometimes and uh, there are people uh, that can open your third eye. And I said, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like they fully open your third eye and it's like, and he, she said, yeah, apparently everybody goes back and says, can you close it again now? And it's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> there is uh, through training with, you know, people that, like these remote viewing gurus like Lynn Buchanan and, um, and incredible people who, who just, um, also my teacher, I knew that there was so much information out there and I knew that I was obviously shielding myself from it. And generally you find I came to the conclusion, and again, in, through writing the book, is if somebody's not healing, it's because they don't want, there's something that either they don't want to see or there's, they don't want to, I'll call it like a dimensional shift that they don't want to make. So is it feeling something very uncomfortable or is it seeing something? Maybe it's even, you know, seeing some past trauma or whatever. Um, and so once you, funnily enough, once you give them that information, um, then shifts happen. But it's, it's very much like, uh, like a friend of mine many years ago, she, she went to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist after one session said, your problem is, and she was devastated. She, was, she wasn't helped by that. So it's very much about trying to take a very gentle approach to the energy and say like, okay, I'm going to give you some information, but I'm not sure you're ready for it. So let's just work on your resources. Let's so just... is it like meeting, meeting someone where they're at in a way, energetically? Yeah, I, I would say, and, and another picture that I have, I mean, is um, coming underneath somebody and lifting them instead of... Oh, I like uh, that. In, so it's, uh, there's, a, there's a picture in Tai Chi of one of the energies of, the, of Tai Chi, in Tai Chi Chuan, the, the, the martial art. Uh, which is you want to lift uh, a log, not by lifting it, but just by filling the water underneath it. So it just lifts naturally. Um, so it, my approach, I realize it's going to be sustainable, but it's going to be, it might be a bit slower uh, yeah. because um, what I noticed, I was, I was coming I was coming across cr like crystals in the energy or in the information where, Say so if, if I was perceiving your whatever problem, I might perceive it as 
from one perspective, I perceive it as like you're angry about it. And then from another perspective, I might perceive you're sad about it. And another perspective, impatient. So there, that, oh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things happening. And then I would get to another part where it would be, you're frozen, 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 and frozen. I'm like, okay, that's a crystal. That that's a crystal. That's like a really hard, you know. Uh, and when you are like, um, you said I would get the sense. Is it a visual sense? Like, give the listeners an um, an understanding of the way you're experiencing it. Because from the from the I'm like the patient's perspective. I'm like, what is happening in your in your psyche? or in your energy field as you're working on someone? I, so I do love, I don't know. So I don't know. I love not knowing because I think science always starts with not knowing. I, I think Socrates had something very wise when he said, I know I know nothing. If I have got all my senses, my, my um, uh, you know, coarse senses of seeing, feeling and so on, um, and I say, that's all there is. What, what my teacher had told me is like, you've got five senses and then you've got another five. Yeah. And by the way, this is your sixth, the thing that coordinates them. So you've got six senses, which are yin, which are the, 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 if you like, thinking that what you see is everything that's there. That's your yin. And then you've got an, another six where internal meridians, this is Taoist theory, internal meridians open and suddenly something is un unveiled to you. They only open when you embrace nothingness because at the moment you're clas clasping on with your senses yeah, and freezing your brain, yeah, your mind, you're clasping yeah. onto what you think things are. So you have to open, which is the open, the, the, the way of the open hand is actually karate do. Yeah. So it's actually, it's, there's something to that. Yeah. So you do that through a practice of Wu Wei, which is going to, um, um, effortlessness in the mind. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's something. So I ask myself specifically questions like, okay, it, what kind of movement? So for, in remote viewing, if you're doing remote viewing, you get a target, which is, you know, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, X, Y, Z. And that's all the information you get. And then you say, okay, so there's something connected with this target. Okay. Uh, temperature. Now the temperature doesn't say hot or cold. It just says, okay, allow your mind to go to temperature and you write down whatever you feel. Yeah. And if you don't feel anything, you don't write anything. And then they'll say um, orientation. And again, it's just a thing that you can't hang anything onto because it could go in any direction. And you write that right. down. So with my energy work, I go, okay. So um, I might say, so is it moving, uh, or is it still? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, when I when I ask myself that question, I get this impression: is it light? Is it dark? And I, I may not get light or dark as my answer. So I write down whatever I get. So whatever I'm, you I, get, and you have what five or six questions, right? That you created, or where did yeah. you come up with these questions? Um, it's just like intuitive. It's working with energy so many times. I like said, what does a healthy energy feel like? And I'll, I'll like, so it feels like the core energy of us, we feel like love. We feel like just 
big expansive bubbly light like, yeah like oh like I spacious here like i don't want to do anything like can i just stay here now um, <laughs> yeah buttery uh, so, warm yeah right so and and that will just go through that's like a crystal which which again goes through all of the energy so i know i'm finished with a session when it i go oh everything's beautiful and you can ask yeah. is that is that in the sexuality you could ask you know is that in the in the business, you know, the economic person is that energy going through. Um, so, so I've asked these questions, um, uh, which are in the book, which which is essentially like, for example, clockwise, anti-clockwise, because you find that energy, if it's being asked, how is it moving, it'll give you an answer. And I noticed this. And by the does way. the answer matter? Like, so if it's anti-clockwise, what does that mean versus clockwise? Yeah, it's, it's fine. I don't know if Australia's yeah. energy goes candy clockwise because it's <laughs> down under you know I, I don't know the answer to that um, okay. i know that you'll find um there's a, the idea of uh, uh of my teacher uh lu jin chuan um who who taught me this the energy work really really the deep deep basics um was that uh, the energy follows the field so that we often talk about energy and we, we forget what is the field. Yeah. Um, and then, so you ideally you want to understand the field. Yeah. Um, but it, it will explain itself to you. You know, if you are, it's like, uh, I think there's a biblical quote that says, if you, if you ask, then you will get an answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? If you seek, then you will find. Um, and, uh, and I'm quite a, a fan of uh, Jesus's doctrine as well as uh, Buddha's and, and the Taoist doctrine. Um, I'm not sure doctrine's the right word, but the philosophy. Um, and when you when when you see like, are there certain patterns that you pick up on that seem to have um, patterns in in the way that certain people process the world? So, for example, I noticed that I usually will have energy stoppages around my neck and shoulders and that it's really difficult for me to connect with the core and the lower chakras of my energy. And I found that um, through research and even through chatting with other empathic and highly sensitive people that we're kind of disconnected from our core. And some of it has to do with trauma and some of it just has to do with, you know, we're, we're really connected to what what the ephemeral energies are that we're kind of picking up on in our sense mm. in our head and above our head so i'm just curious like what's your perspective on how that works when there's kind of a blockage or or it's not flowing smoothly um what I, is, I mean, what that's is that an interesting that's an interesting uh, idea um I certainly i think you, you find a lot of people who are psychic they've had a they've had a near-death experience they've had something traumatic mm -hmm. um i think that um the mind generally wants to see something. So um, if you would want to like, like, it's kind of like, it very much relates to the class I recently did. I can, at least I can relate it to of, of seeing without eyes where you kind of, um, you'll see if you allow yourself to see. And what you don't see is generally that's what's too uncomfortable for you to see. That's interesting. So yeah. that and you, that's similar to what we did in our session. Yeah, keep going. Absolutely. I mean, I was with a friend and, and uh, just this morning, actually, I was doing energy work for her. And she said, well, it's because this, I've got this because that. And I said, you know what? 
I can pro that's probably the only thing that I can rule out that it isn't, yeah, or that is definitely not what you think it is. Because you're a smart woman. You're, I mean, I was talking to a friend, she's female. You're a very smart woman. And I think you would have solved it if you knew what this is. It is, it is, it is definitely uh, under the veil. Um, and the things that I came up with, I can't even remember it now, because because the state that I was in is quite far from the state that I'm in now. So I think I think we very much go into another world um, where, uh, like, I see things like with you. I mean, I had this this I heard like some uh, American uh, Aborigines, um, yeah. like American they, Indians, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're like, and I heard yeah. it too, which was really weird because we both heard it at the same time. Yeah. So, so I, if I was, I, I would generally, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm probably very, very skilled at gaslighting myself. So I would have probably gone, oh, that can't be real. Um, but I've learned over many sessions to go, okay, just, just go with it. Yeah, Instead and that was really it. relevant to me. Right. So if I'd been shy and embarrassed, but. It, I think that also helps in a way taking the, I always say like psychic is the new gay, uh, of coming out of my <laughs> psychic closet and going, okay, I'm going to identify myself with this. And if Yeah, my friend says it's coming out of the broom closet, like being a witch, right? You're like coming out of the broom <laughs> closet with all of your psychic powers. Yeah, keep going. Right. Um, and... Uh, and so, okay, so this is interesting. So Ingo talks about in his book, he talks about the most successful people in the world are psychic because they have seen that we're going to need this and that's what they go, they go and do. And so it's, it's like your secret weapon for success, actually. And that's the irony is we're being convinced that we don't need it. And actually we're being you know, disarmed of our secret web weapon of success. I mean, like how? Yeah, I, I think um, I resonate with that. That's the first paragraph in my book is being born highly sensitive. It's like being born with a backpack full of tools that will help you navigate your journey. But then having people tell you your backpack and the tools are useless. So you ignore the tools and carry a heavy bag all your mm. life. And mm. then one day you meet someone who's opened up their backpack and using the tools and they say, yeah, you can use yours too. They're in your bag. And it's like, you just need someone to permit you to open the bag and to trust it. And I just want to say what, what the gaslighting reminds me a story of my life of, mm. you know, I also have intuitive psychic skills, clairvoyance and clairaudience, especially one time I was working with a client and I will get these same thing. I'll just get these downloads of information. And sometimes I wasn't sharing them with clients because they're so strange, but I started to trust myself more and more. There was one day where I was just tasting olives, couldn't stop tasting olives. And then I kept seeing a, um, my client in a black swimsuit. So I said, look, I'm sorry. I got to just say this because I don't know why I get this, but it's almost like I, if I don't tell you, I'll be re I'll really regret it. What are the olives? She said, oh my gosh, Katie, last night I had such a terrible day at work. I went home and I booked myself a trip south of France. And the whole time I was booking it, I was eating olives out of a jar until I finished the jar. And it's like, I see her in a bathing suit. I said, what kind of bathing suit do you have? She goes, oh, it's just black bikini. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's like, you're just connecting to them mm. and you're getting these messages. And if I didn't 
trust myself enough to say that out loud, I would have really missed some validation. And so the more I have done that with people, um, the more you are surprised when it's validated. Right. And, and you know, I find it interesting because I find that, that that's a, that's an interesting whole topic because I very much find that I get symbols that mean things to me. So yeah, the, like it may be that I like, I mean, I mean, I write, in, I write in the book, it's like how many healers have, you know, how many stories have we had of healers that have said to somebody, you're healed, go home. Everything's going to be fine. Two weeks later, the person is dead. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they may be had the healing as far as the healing or healer is concerned, but we don't know. It's like, finally at the end of the day, it'll be what the person experiences. And, and the, the, the language that this, that whatever this intelligence is speaks to us in is, is a language we have to learn. And for some yes, people, agreed. It, it, some people it's like, yeah, we're going to like, uh, there's that guy who, who the medical medium, whatever it's Robin Williams or Robbie, not Robbie Williams. Mm. Uh, he, he has somebody like talking in his ear, which I think, wow. I that, get that. You know, I get clear audience. Yep. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't envy you. Cause like, I think that'd be <laughs> really tough. Um, but the good news is it's, not, it's in a very distinct voice, so you can distinguish between that and your own voice. Right. But um, I wanted to ask you, when we did our session, hmm. oh, actually, let me just reference real quick to you have to learn the language. When I talked earlier about how I see colors as in people's auras, it wasn't until my early 30s that I had a mentor say, well, what do the colors mean? And I was like, I don't know. They're like, what do you mean? You've never sat down and tried to determine what the colors mean? And I just said, no, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I'm scared to. Yeah. She said, your homework, go home. Put every color on a, on a piece of paper, and create a dictionary, and feel into the color and write the word that that color means. And once I did that, I had every single emotion that could be associated with a color um, on, a, on a sheet of paper. And then when I would give my readings to people, it was so much more accurate because I, there was a distinct difference between light green and dark green and a distinct difference between bluish purple and pinkish purple. Mm. And so then I was able to discern and I would say to people like, okay, um, yeah, you, you, yesterday you did something that was in your body, uh, but it was really fulfilling to you. It wasn't exhausting. And they're like, mm. how do you know that? And then it's like, okay, these colors mean that. And they're like, oh my gosh, and it blows their mind. But it's like that also validated my experiences of being able to do this. But I had to learn how to do it. So again, it, it's like I reckon that mentor is the person who said, open your backpack, <laughs> you know, like use the tools, like they work and they yeah. kind of show you a little how to yeah. use the tools. And then you go and you get to play with some more tools. That are down what, what I, what and I you feel meet people when we're ready. You know, and what I feel on a on a like the meta level is is you're entering into a relationship of trust with yourself, your senses, your mind, uh, which is not um, uh, how can I say like uh, a, a conflict relationship. You're just trying to you you're you're, ent- you're treating yourself empathically. You um, and I find that compassionately, uh, yeah. yeah. No, that, that is such a healthy relationship. You start to trust yourself. It's like, okay, you're telling me this, but I'm not really getting it fully. Okay, but I'm going to just make the notes of how I feel. And, and really, that's the healing process. 
I mean, we feel something. We, we kind of, we, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. And then we, we open to feeling it. And then we realize I it's think not the curiosity, be... the curiosity and the gratitude are the keys that I have found in my life. Like a key to open up. It's almost like sometimes you have to court or seduce the sides of you that have this power and wisdom and gift to trust you to give it to you. you know what I mean, like, I feel like I wasn't ready for a lot of the gifts that I had until I was ready. And that, you know, I have a, I have a, a student now who is using me as a mentor and he was telling me the other day, like, I just wish I knew this earlier. I just wish I knew this earlier. Mm-hmm. And we were trying, I was trying to describe like, but were you ready for this earlier? Right. You're ready when you're ready. And I find that, you know, sometimes you really do have to prove to your higher self or your soul, like right now I'm ready. And your soul blossoms and unfolds and opens up to that side of you. That's, it's just now going to offer you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think if we, I had this book called Finite Games and Infinite Games. And essentially, we, we don't know we're not in an infinite game. So there is actually no hurry. Yeah. Like there is no such thing. There's only such, thing, such a thing as failure on an infinite, on a finite timeline. If you're learning, say, you know, if, we're, if we have this, this enormous, we're part of this enormously expansive, loving, you know, spirit like and energy, that. then there isn't, there isn't really a problem. Um, and, and I find actually gratitude, love, uh, you know, thanks, curiosity, they are, they have this expansive, unlimited, uh, quality to them. So they kind of connect us, you know, that they are really, really special. And you find a wonderful, uh, Kadampa teacher, um, Rab Ten in Hong Kong, he was saying, oh, by the way, if you haven't got any time for meditation, just do the preparation, which is being grateful yeah, for your life. You have this life. Yeah. It's like, just like spend five minutes, like just being grateful. And then he says, and uh, he's got some lovely stories actually, but that's another, that's for another day. I like that concept of the infinite game. I'm going to see how we are for time. And I want to see if you want to talk a little bit about our session, because we had a unique session that might be, um, fun for you to talk about well yeah i i was i like your idea of talking about it because it's discover energy work and like i did energy work with you because i wanted your feedback and then i was i would i've always wanted to actually do a live session for people but i think it's be kind of boring because i tend to just just, (laughs) i tend to just be sitting there and going okay yeah okay got that yeah and having a conversation with myself um i don't really know how to describe our session as it's been some time ago but you can you say what what your why i came yeah so i came in with a migraine i have chronic migraines Hmm. and that was what i had come in and that was what i had planned on doing the entire time but the day before that we were to meet i was visited by the energy of my deceased grandfather and it was like really persistent and loud and wanted me to get you know it was like something like pay attention to me it's really important learn something about my energy hmm. and I thought okay this is too um, synchronistic 
to not bring it up to Richard. So I said, okay, look, I think there might be some generational things in my energy that we need to visit. Right. You were able to figure that out immediately. And you not only, and I want to know if you remember, I mean, you don't have to go into too many specifics, but you were able to really describe the energy and the characteristics of my grandfather so accurately that I felt so connected. And then not only that, but you were able to take me later in the session and something like you mentioned uh, Native Americans and there was a little visual component in that and in that moment we were synced in our visual visions and we were seeing the same things in real time and so I found that was really interesting because I was allowing my energy from the very beginning to be open enough to sync with you where we were really on the same dimension and then we were kind of seeing similar things and um, this, this session left me feeling, well, I can, I can get to that in a minute, but um, I think I was one of your only clients that brought with them this ancestral energy. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I have to say, and you probably, you'd probably laugh at me, is, you know, like uh, there's this expression they use in spiritualism, which is don't feed the medium. Um, so don't tell, and don't tell them anything. And I, I kind of like it. So when you said that, I was going, okay, I, I, you know, I respect, you know, Katie's got a lot of background. She's given me this information, but I want this to go in the direction the energy wants it to go in. And we'll see, like, I'm going to like, it, it, they've got this thing of uh, in, in remote viewing, they call it like the set aside where you say, I, even though, there's this thought here. I'm going to set it aside for a moment. I'm not okay. saying it's like not table it. <laughs> no, like I'm going to set this aside, and now I'm going to, now I'm going to be in that zero space or that emptiness space. And I do remember um, uh, coming to your grandfather and and having this feeling like, well, can I say this? You know, he he doesn't seem like he's passed. You know, he's gone to the other side, and I, I don't think, I don't even take a um, um, a paradigm or a, a worldview that there are spirits or there aren't spirits. I just go, okay, I know what I, and all I know is what I perceive in this moment mm-hmm. and let me work with that. Um, and then we came down to one of these crystals in him that was you know, very, very worried about something. And it was like, I, I can't remember which the energy was. Maybe it was frozen or maybe it's fear or maybe it was anger. Uh, and, and then I went into the DNA of that, um, all the while, all the while checking. You know, is, can he can he cope? Can he, you know, if I if I were to, you know, help him to move on, would he like that, or would he like? Would that be traumatic for him? I'm not I'm not here to um, uh, cause another trauma. Yeah, uh, you you mm-hmm. find like in healing that people often want to solve the problem, and you know, yeah. even if it kills the patient. Yeah. Um, and it, it is very much like uh, in Taoist practice, you, you work on rejuvenation, you work on supporting the core and just build, just continually building it. And then whatever you find that the, the problems or the scars are just like, they just pop out. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that now suddenly. Or, but you didn't talk about it. It's like, yeah, but I'm okay. I know who I am. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and then again, 
the, the, there was this moment because I don't want to share anything that's too personal for you. I'm very, very, yeah, um, very aware that um, I'm stepping sometimes more intimately into people's energy than they've experienced, you know, even say, even with yeah. their partners or whatever, you know, I, I, I have to, um, have to be, uh, uh respectful about that, yeah. and, and my integrity. Um, yeah. and, and so there was this moment of like, okay, I'm getting this information. I don't know how we're going to take it, but I'm going to share it with you. Um, and again, I might have, because I know you know energy, I was much faster in sharing. Yeah, um, and I appreciated that. And I understood it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, I said, you know, I mean, like I feel like if I got the picture of, of, um, of murder, say, for example, like an extreme example, I wouldn't know if, if I was talking about somebody's relative, I wouldn't know if they'd been murdered, if they'd seen a murder, if they if they were the yeah. murderer or I, I wouldn't know. Certainly our perception would probably include all of those factors. You know, we, we see somebody being heard on the screen and we empathize with them. And if we are relating more to the hero than and it's an evildoer that's being hurt, then we empathize with that. But our subconscious mind is way simpler. It's just going to empathize with all of it. You know, do you know what I mean? Um, so, um, I mean, yeah. Um, and then we got to a stage really where I felt like there was just an enormous space and love and, uh, and that when you, because my background is, is quite in, in the martial arts and it's very much in, in the healing area of like physical healing, which is, I was like a closet, uh, energy healer in Hong Kong. I was people I was yeah. doing fascial work. I'm doing, but actually, uh, really, I was doing energy work um, the, yeah. with, with fascia. Call it certain things. And yeah. I'm like, I, yeah, I think I need to come out of my closet. And, uh, <laughs> um, and so um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, I think I was talking about um, uh, there's an enormous um, parity between the fact that if you release somebody's physical tension afterwards they can be exhausted because they've been carrying they've been working so hard for so long and it's everybody knows like you know that well there's a classic in retirement people that have worked in the civil servants they're like policemen doctors and so on or you know in some sort of service where they go in nine to five they die within the the 18 months that they retire in an extremely high rate because there's this sudden release of tension. Yeah. Their body, their body, their mind, their psyche, they just can't deal with it. And it's very much similar for people uh, with uh, healing is when you release something, you, you better know that, you know, you've supported them and they can deal with what they, what they're going to uh, release. And, um, so I will even check. So with energy, obviously you can go into the future and I just check how is your energy going to deal with this? In the next couple of yeah. days, yeah, it seems to be okay. So I think we're we're good. And then I would check, how is your family going to deal with this? Like, are you are you okay to integrating this with your family? You know, it's it's great to help somebody to integrate something, and then they get a divorce and they have you know a different right. time. I was like, hello, yeah, uh, that isn't really what I'm about. We could we could maybe 
waited six months and they were strong enough to, to carry it with more grace and, and that would be that would have been better so um yeah i think there's uh, that's a challenge uh, i think that's a challenge for all of us with uh, with energy it's like we we naturally want to get a result and sometimes yeah. it's the result that we want not the, the not the best result um, yeah and i can see why it's so important to know that somebody's going to have the resources to handle the energy because i i've even recognized when i've done my own you know self-taught or guided meditation or something and then i almost feel an influx of too much energy and you know i'll be shaking or i don't know how to ground it or it's like i've been playing with it in a way that maybe i don't know what to do so I can see why it's helpful to give somebody, you know, it's like giving a toy to a toddler that's like um, for a 20 year old, you know, it's like, you got to give it what you're ready for. And I appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, uh, I think it, it slows things down. I was doing a, a lot of yin method and I feel that's, that's a good method. It's a little bit quick and dirty and it's a good method, but I felt sometimes it was like, well, just drive, you're just going to drive through everything. And, and the, the people that influenced me that were doing that method were very much sort of saying, well, orient yourself to the highest good. There is no point in uh, healing somebody, even if it kills them or you know, helping somebody, even if it kills them. Yeah. It's like, that's not what it's about. It'd be, it'd be, it's better to have something which is sustainable. It's a good so Do you find that you need to have several sessions with people in order to continuously take the, the pulse of where they're at energetically? Um, again, that's kind of a, a difficult question. Uh, I, I think ideally somebody comes back like once every six months and gets and works on, works on working out what they can't see, what they it's, uh, when I was doing body work, I would say I, I love exercise, I exercise and I love movement because I'm showing somebody to do something that they can do for themselves. It's really empowering. But I love the fact that I know something or I, I can go to a place where I can scratch that point, which you could never touch, and it helps you and relieves you. Um, and, and that's where I believe uh, that this kind of approach is, is really... I'll speak to that. I'll speak to that because I remember when you spoke to me in our session, you said, look, I'm going to work on you and you might feel better, but then not know that it was attributed to me. And that's okay with me. And I appreciated you saying that. But what I noticed was after our session was through, not only was I able to recognize that the thing that I wasn't seeing that was causing a lot of my pain was trauma from my first child childbirth that now suddenly resources became available to me that weren't there before because suddenly that recognition opened those doors right and i think that there's something about the work that you do that it's a little domino and it's like you just click one of the dominoes and then it kind of opens up all the pathway for all the other dominoes to fall and it's like that's why it would be hard for somebody to determine when when was the first domino you know but it's it's i could tell distinctly within the first two weeks after our session i made amends with the trauma i i, I 
detached myself from the trauma. I started to be more open about the trauma. I right. got opportunities to do different things. I got different teachers and mentors and resources that came to me. And I feel like a lot of that was from our session. Right. I, that's something you would notice, but I, I wouldn't, I mean, with best one in the world, wouldn't expect somebody who hadn't done much energy work to notice. And, and I feel like, you, you know what I'm inspired to say is what was interesting for me and what, what is um, uh, kind of a message that's coming through quite a lot uh, in some of the sessions that I do is, is sometimes the problem isn't in you. It is, it actually, it's a trauma that somebody else has had. It's outside you. It's going on, but it's deeply affecting you. I think that's what you. our session was. Yeah. yeah. It's deeply affecting you for, for good reason out of, you know, you, out of compassion and love is you've decided to, you know, to, to be affected by it. You want to, you want to be the, uh, the aerial that picks it up. And, um, you know, I mean, I did a lot of work, um, with, it sounds funny, but I've done a lot of work with, um, people who've passed, um, helping them like retrospectively. Um, when my daughter passed with, with her suicide, I, I, it was very difficult for me, but I did work and I, I did an enormous amount of work. So, so I believe that energy will continue. Um, and, uh, you know, we, uh, sometimes we're in our ego and we're very we're desperately, desperately uh, mourning and, 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 and upset, which is very human experience and it's not a bad thing. Um, and, um, yeah, that, I find... Yeah, of course, I must have something with suicide because my uncle committed suicide. My two uncles committed suicide and, and my daughter and, and there have been various things going on. But um, uh, yeah, but there's, there's that whole aspect. And then the other thing I, I'm prompted to say is there's a really simple Chinese formula, uh, which is the everything in Chinese medicine, which is... Uh, it's actually in Chinese, I could translate it as pain, no flow, no pain, flow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are in pain, something is not flowing. So once you release it, it will, it will flow. And again, that's the mistake. Um, if you like is people, um, focus on the, if you like, uh, what I, I used to call it, it's a metaphor that I took from uh, the Burrell Institute. You've been shot by a, a sniper and you're holding the bullet hole and you're going, this is the problem. Now, the sniper's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the result of the problem, <laughs> you need to take yeah. out the sniper. Yeah. Then that'll start, things will start to get better when, once you've done that. So it's a, it is, yeah, sure, it's take, taking a different perspective, but I think from the long term, you know, you're going to get better results. Um, and I remember meeting my teacher and like loads of things in my life just sorting themselves out just, just by meeting him. I thought, well, this yeah. is like really lucky things just turning up at the right time and, and, um, and, uh, yeah, so I can recognize. It's the like they're like a key in a way, right? Like I, I we call those threshold guardians. So um, sometimes we meet people that are guarding the threshold to the next level of ourselves. And sometimes they come off as villains, and like or mm -hmm. the troll under the bridge, like where you have to answer the riddle. 
in order to go over the bridge and they can be really frustrating characters really sometimes when they're the frustrating it's so that you can prove to them and to yourself really that you're ready for that but then sometimes they're very welcoming and they're like you know a goddess but they really want you to come across that threshold to yourself but it's almost like you have to we talked about before you have to trust it and you have to trust that it's going to be okay and that you're ready to take on whatever happens in that next door what's beyond that next door and i find that's really exciting when people are welcoming you into the next version of yourself and i think meeting you you know i always had you on the my unconscious of to continue to stay in touch with and I think it's probably because on a very intuitive, unconscious level, I knew you were going to be, for me, an up-level person, right? But it's like, we, because of fate, we were never, uh, we were never able, we were always like two crossing ships. But when we met was at the exact time that we needed to meet. And I feel like there was just more healing that was done for me to move forward in my life and, and to move forward in my family. Uh, after working with you. So thank you. You're here for a reason, even if it's just for my moment. Um, your work is, is really important for the people that you share this gift with. Lovely. I think I have to, I think I have to send you my book, uh, um, the, 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 the grammar lead version and ask you for a foreword yeah. or something. That's, I think you've got a lovely contribution to say about it. Really I'd be touched. happy to. It's really super. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm a little bit speechless now, so we might have to... <laughs> what That's can the we perfect say? way to end. <laughs> yeah. What can we say? Well, I'd like to um, invite people to... Um, we will have, we're will we going to have another conversation with Katie because I just feel like she's been very generous in, in sharing her experience. And I think there's so much more that I want to share with the world about what Katie's doing. Um, and... Um, um, yeah, and uh, I would love people to connect, um, you know, connect with the book, connect with Discover Energy Work, connect with people that you feel attracted to. Um, what I'll give you the question I always ask people. Now, if somebody's heard this and they're not sure about energy work, then what do you say to them? How should they, how should they approach it? Mm -hmm. Okay, there's two different ways that I can do this. I think the first, the first way is, the most tangible way is to trust your body. So to get a relationship with your body where you can ask your body yes or no, and mm. trust your body's response. And sometimes that's just as simple as saying to your body, your name, you know, I am Katie, and then just feeling the way your body feels, and then you say a different name, I am John, and then feeling the way your body feels, and then asking mm. it again, yes or no, and really feeling into it. Because I think that when, when we have this um, preponderance to gaslight ourselves, our body is actually saying yes. <laughs> Right. Yes, this is true. Yes, this is real. Yes, right. this is happening. Yes, this right. is what we're experiencing right now. Yes, yes, yes. And your mind's like, oh, so fast. And then that conflict is what makes you doubt. Mm. So I think when you really understand your body's signature of yes, that makes you trust that these experiences are real. And it'll also recognize when it isn't real. Right? Like, you know, you'll be able to watch a movie and you'll feel it. But then you say to your body, like, is this mine? And it'll say, no, that's the movies. 
you know, and it's like just practicing by le letting your body tell you what's true, what's real. I think that alone it will convince. I, I, wonderful, yes, excellent, yes. Could totally, totally underline it and put it in red and say, everybody eat this twice a day. Yeah. And I, my second one would just be play with it. Play with energy, play with it. You know, believe as if it were true. Because I think so many of us, when we're first starting out with energy work, we say, is this really happening or is this my imagination? Right. It's both. Isn't that a wonderful, uh, it's in a way, it's, I, I feel like that's what I do. Because I kind of like, I'm short-circuiting short my um, gaslighting by going, okay, well, let's just, I'm just, I'm not saying this is true, but this is what I, this is what I saw, this is what I heard, this is what I smelled, this is what and I And allowing it to happen as if it were true, will open doorways into the most magnificent reality and magic, literal magic. And so I think that the more we play with it and the more we interact with it as if it were true, it becomes true to you. And then you learn your skill set, but you have to believe it. You really just have to play with it and believe that it's true while you're playing. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to, to our next our next episode of of Discover Energy World.